What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Truth Life Podcast. Now, we've took some time off. I know it's been a while, but I had to get back to the ground roots. I had to recalibrate. I had to see where I was going to go with this. And I think I've came up with a good system, reached out, I've done some research, and really try to dig in to see how I can give you guys the most value from this and not just putting out weekly episodes, but really touching you guys so that you can eventually live the life that you want to live, which is a truth life. The life that I describe as taking respect until freedom. You want the ultimate freedom in life, being able to do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want. That's what a truth life represents. And that's what I want to give you guys on this podcast Give you my experiences, give you my connections, give you the things that I've done to get to where I'm at today. And I'm not where I want to be at for for the long run, but I've achieved most of the goals that I've set in my life. Now it comes to a point to where I have to set new goals and I'm taking you along the journey this time. I'm not the 12 year old kid that was in in the backyard just trying to figure it out. Now I'm the grown 33-year-old man that have a, a bunch of experiences and I want to share with you along the way and some things that I've learned along the way. So this time we're going to start taking things a little bit different. We're doing everything by seasons. This season, we focusing on straight financial literacy. We're talking about money because money is a taboo conversation in many of our communities. But we're talking about money. We're talking about how to take care of money. We're talking about understanding money. We're talking about investing money. We're talking about how to use money and how to balance money with family members and friends. We're diving deep and getting our money right So, cause, because money is not happiness. Money does not equal happiness. But money, if you use it well, money is a tool. And you can use that tool to live a truth life. So the first episode, man, we hitting it straight on the nose. It's a very topic that people like to talk about. Why so many athletes go broke? You know, we love our athletes whenever they're on the field or on the pitch, as they say here in Europe. We love the lifestyle that they bring. We love all of the entertainment that we, they bring us. But we all laugh at them when they go broke. Or whenever they retire and they don't have the same lifestyle. People love that. So I want to tackle on why do athletes go broke. I want to see if I can help. I want to see if I can give some advice. That's what this podcast is about. I don't want to see athletes going broke anymore. So first first episode of the third season of the Truth Life podcast is why so many athletes go broke. You see, it's no secret that many athletes go broke. Statistics suggest that up to 78% of NFL players go bankrupt or fall into severe financial stress within just two years of retirement. For basketball players, the figures are only slightly better at 60% of financial ruin within five years of retirement. As a direct consequence, Many of them fall into a lavish lifestyle characterized by million-dollar cars, mansions, extravagant parties, and more. Now, 50% of athletes going broke in the NFL is way too much. 78% of athletes going broke 
is ridiculous. Now, now I'm gonna mind you, the NFL is heavily African American. So that means that a lot of African American make up a lot of this percentage. That's because you go from being super broke. A lot of guys have no generational wealth. They're just first generational wealthy. And you give them a lump sum of money. A lot of guys don't know what to do with that. A lot of guys don't know how to handle that. And that's why I need to do this podcast because a lot of guys do not understand how to handle that money. Hell, I didn't understand how to handle that money. It says 60% of NBA players go broke within five years of retirement. The same situation. Except NBA players, you actually get the money when you're even younger. You're 19 years old and you're signing $4 million contracts. I just seen a kid from around my neighborhood that just signed for a million dollars. He's 16 with overtime elite. First thing I see, brand new car. Look like brother got a brand new car. Brand new jewelry. <laughs> it's not rocket science, man. When you sign that $2 million contract, know that you got a million. You want to buy your mama a house, three, four hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. That's six hundred grand left. You buy your own self a house, that's four hundred thousand. You got two hundred grand left. Buy yourself a Rolex, or that's 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 twenty bands. Buy yourself a, a nice car, that's thirty, forty bands. That's sixty bands. You like at one hundred twenty thousand. Couple of parties, with the homies, extravagant parties. That's about ten bands. You had a hundred ten. Travel a year, that's about 10 bands. You had a hundred. You don't know a hundred thousand dollars in your first contract. That money flies, man. It goes super fast. You know? So, you know, you're a millionaire once you sign that contract, but as soon as you go 999,000, you're no longer a millionaire. That money's gone. But who's teaching these guys? Who, who, who's advising these guys? Other broke people, family members, homeboys. They're telling you what to do with their money. They're telling you what to do with your money, and they can't even do it with their money. It don't take a lot of money to practice good money habits. You can practice good money habits with $100, $1. You save 50% of it. You take another uh, another thirty percent of it and 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 spend it on on, on your wants. I'm sorry. You save twenty percent of that dollar, twenty cents. You take the other thirty percent and buy what you want. Buy you some candy or whatever the case may be, and you take the other fifty cent and you survive. We'll get into that later, but that's the basics of a budget. Right. See, it's easy to pin this lack of financial wisdom on youthful age and a lack of experience. But the problem goes way deeper than that. The fact that this situation is so widespread in professional sports shows just how chronic this problem has to be. Even older players who should know better than to blow their salary so quickly are often grappling with personal expense and draining their income through an unsustainable lifestyle. Some of the worst advice I got from an OG 
an older guy in the game, <laughs> was I had just came to Paris. He had been in France a couple of years. We had flew these girls out. You know, we about to party out in Paris. And I'm like, bro, everything is just inflated. The hotel's inflated. The the alcohol at the, the club inflated. The entry to get into the club inflated. The car service inflated. Everything, I'm like, bro, we're spending a whole lot of money. And he was like, man, spend that shit. And I took that literal, like, being, not having no father figure around, not having no mentors, this was my mentor. I looked up to the guy. I respected what he was, but what I didn't realize was that he was broke. I didn't realize that he did a lot of things on favors. So you got a lot of old guys out here that, that's going to try to keep up with the little guys, try to keep up with the young guys that are still trying to live in their 20s when they should be really giving you the game. That's why whenever I meet young players, I don't talk to them about no women. I don't talk to them about no no vacations. I don't talk to them about no material things. I'm like, you got your bread together? You got your mind together? Keep your body together? I'm talking about things that's going to help you and your, your generation that come after you. That's all I want to talk about because these young kids just don't have it. I'm into a bunch of professional athletes because they just don't have it. I've been in the game 12 years now. So I know what to expect. These agents take advantage of you. These financial advisors, they take advantage of you. These teams, they take advantage of you. Your friends and family, they're going to take advantage of you. Don't be the stupid, dumb athletes that, the athlete that don't know what's going on. Ask questions. Reach out. I love when dudes be like, man, shoot me your number, man. I got to talk. I'm like, about what? Life. Because we got to stick together. Athletes don't stick together. We just compete. We compete and compete and compete and think that, oh, whenever we leave, bro, we're going through the same struggles. We got the same issues, same problems. These teams don't care about us. These fans don't care about us. Most of our family members don't care about us. It's all alone because guess what happened? They laugh at you whenever you go broke. They laugh at you. So holler at somebody else who's going through the same situation who ain't going to judge you. Who can go into it with a pure heart. We got to stick together, athletes. Trust me. Got to develop a budget. One of the best ways for athletes, for athlete, not to go broke is to develop a budget. Me, myself, personally, I use the 70-20-10 rule. Most people can use the seven, the 50, the 30, 20 rule. What is 50% of the money that you make, you survive off. That's your rent. That's your car note. That's your food. That's your needs. 30%, that's your wants. Buy whatever you want. You want to go to the club? You want to spend your wants on that? Buy it up. If you want to buy material things, buy it up. That's what you splurge. Take the other 20%, save and invest it. That way your money is saved. You're investing money, you're having fun, and you're taking care of yourself. Me, myself, I'm a minimalist. I don't need clothes. I don't need fancy cars. I don't need a big house. 
I'm into tech things. I'm into cameras. I'm into computers. I'm into things like that. That's what I spend my money on. I got everything that I pretty much need, so I don't have to spend money. So I use the 70-20-10 method. My team pays for my rent. My team pays for my car. So all I got to do is buy my food. I don't have no bills. My phone bill is $20. I don't have to pay a gym membership. My team has a gym. So I take 70% of my money. I save and invest it. I take the other 20%. I buy what I want for me and my wife. Yeah, we live off 20% of my salary. And the other 10%, I normally give it away. I give it to something that I I believe in, a college kid, or something like that. Somebody that got the similar similar story to me that I know that's going through it, I give that 10% to them. I don't have a religious religious community that I'm into. Religious community, if if you're a Christian, that money should go to the church. That's your tithe. Should give at least ten percent to your church. I don't have a church, so I give ten percent of things that I believe in and people that I feel needs it. Develop a budget. Get you a financial advisor. Find somebody to help you. Get somebody to teach you. Get somebody that you trust. If they're talking about getting rich fast, get rid of them. If they're teaching you the steps on how to get rich, that's when you know you got. You got somebody. Get you a financial advisor. What you can't do is you can't try to ignore the urge to splurge. It's almost as bad as giving into it. You see, young players are likely to cave from pressure at some point. And the key is to control that pressure. One of these pressures come in, pressures come in the form of close family members and friends who often expect the rich draftees to fund their expensive lifestyles with houses, exotic cars, and strings of dependents, the money and the money can run out very quickly. This is a touchy subject for me. Friends and family, when you're dealing with your money, it's, it's how I know most athletes have went broke. Most athletes are very generous givers. We make so much money, we don't have much bills, often don't have no kids, often not married. So we buy ourselves a lot. But friends and family drain us. They ask you for bread. You're afraid to, to tell them no because you don't want to get outed from the family. How, how crazy is that? How, can, how come my success cause a war between our relationship. Now that's that's on the family. You guys got to take some responsibility. Listen to this podcast and understand the type of pressure that you put on these kids. I need a house. I need a car. Bro, my the people people stop asking me for $100. People start asking me for $500. 2k, 3k. Y'all need you to take care of my kid for 3 months. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm like, who who y'all think I am? I'm an overseas player. I don't got no million-dollar contract. Yeah, I travel. Yeah, I buy what I want. But I don't need much. I save for that. I go broke every month. Every month, when the first hit, I get paid. By the second, I'm broke. Because every dollar is accounted for. I spend every dollar every month. 
I put that money to work. I'm not hoarding no money. I got money saved up for emergencies. I'm investing my bread. I buy whatever I want and I give. So every dollar's gone. Every month. So in conclusion, athletes, look, you got to get your family on the same page. You got to let them know that you ain't really getting paid, especially as an NBA player. You're not getting paid to your second contract. NFL player, your second contract. Overseas player, you might not be getting paid to your fifth contract. So you can't be out here trying to be Mr. Saver, man. You got to save yourself. Because what I see all the time is guys go overseas, they come back, they buy a Camaro or a Charger. They're in the club, they're popping their bottles. They got their Cuban link. They got their Rolex or something like this. Their whole check is gone. Buying cars when you're playing overseas don't even really make sense if you're going to be overseas for 10 years. You're only going to use the car for two months in the summer. Buying chains, they don't wear chains out here like that. I Rolex is kind of universal, but it's a lot of money that you could be putting towards a rental property. You can put that money towards stocks, index funds, mutual funds, safe stocks. That's just growing. Get financially literate, man. Learn the basics of financial literacy. Read the books. Read Grow Rich, um, Think and Grow Rich. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Read The Millionaire Next Door. Read these little books because they're going to instill principles and habits in you. That we just wasn't taught. We were taught to consume. We wasn't taught how to build. We were taught to consume. We weren't taught how to build. But that shit over. We got the information now. It's on us. It's on us. We didn't have access to information back then. We got access now. You can't blame your grandmama. You can't blame your grandpa now. Can't blame your mama. Can't blame your daddy. Can't blame nobody but yourself. You got time. We typically work four or five hours a day. What are you doing the rest of that day? Educate yourself. Pay attention. Reverse engineer. See what other athletes are doing. See what other rich people are doing. See what people are doing with their money. Stop looking at rappers. Stop looking at actors. Stop looking at comedians. You know, stop spending your money on these women. Stop. It's all going to go broke. These people live inflated lifestyles that are not sustainable. And what you see is they're 60 years old still trying to do concerts, not because they want to, but because they have to. If they want to, it's all good. They still love it. But most of them have to do it because they don't got no bread. These people are dying and they can't pay for funerals. Their lifestyles are inflated. Get your money right, man. It ain't just about the game. You're a pro. This is a business. This is a business. Check your family and friends. Let them know that this is a business. You know why? Because you make the, your, your career is front-loaded. You make the bulk of your money when you're young. Most people make the most of their money whenever they're old. But by the time you're 35, 36, it's over. The game is over. They're going to start rooting you out. You ain't going to be making nothing. But if you've been taking care of your paper for 10 years, if you made 50 grand a year for 10 years, that's $500,000. That's $500,000 you made. 
If you could have saved 50% of that or invested 50% of that, you invested 250 grand when you retired with no debt. That's a good a good starting point once you get your second job after basketball. If you want a second job or if you got your own business, you got some you got some lead where you got 250k. A lot of guys retire with nothing. A lot of guys retire with debt. So understand that your career is front loaded. Most other people's career is backloaded. It's Tyron Johnson, man. And I want you guys to make him pay every day so eventually you can live a truth life. Please like and subscribe to the channel. Please leave a comment. If you listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please um, leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Share this with your friends. Share this with any athletes you know. Everybody needs this, this, this information, man. This information is important. So until next time, man, I'm going I'm to I'm talk to y'all again on next Monday. All right? Be easy out there. I'm out.